you know, I made the calculation and I, so I paid 15,000. It took me five months to complete the training. And in the last two months, basically I've made a return of. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the you versus you podcast, where I talk with members of the council for human development about how we can expand our minds and recode reality. Today, I'm here with David Karasek. He's one of the co-founders who's for almost one year on the program. Hey, David, I'm really excited to talk to you about your personal transformational journey during the last couple of months. And one of the topics that I'm really curious about is your finances. So that's really something that most people don't talk about. And I know you worked in banking before, and I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how much you were earning in the past and how that looks like for you currently. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. It's great to be back. And so I've only been, it's only been seven months on, on the, on the program. And so, yeah, let's talk about financial. I think it's, you know, it's important. And as you say, you, you, I know in Holland, a lot of people don't speak about it. It's sure. similar in Switzerland, like, you know, the Elsa with the bonus, you know, in banking, there's bonus and, uh, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of friction because you're doing the same job as the person next to you, but then he or she has more than you. And, you know, it's a lot of um, problems that come with it. So when, you know, I was a swimmer before, so my career in banking started quite late and I happily took the opportunity when I was given the opportunity. And I was at Bank Julius Baer, which is the biggest private bank in Switzerland. And so I was like 26 when I took my first job. And just to make it easier, because on the Council for Human Development, we do everything in British pounds because Kern, mm -hmm who's like our, you know, the guy who had the idea, everything is in pounds, he's English. So I converted, I did a little bit of math, um, simple math, just so we can compare the numbers. Yeah. Basically, when I started at Julius Baer, I, you know, I started with a salary and plus bonus of like 90,000 pounds per year. That was in the US, right? No, that was in Switzerland, in Zurich. I was in Zurich. And... Well, you know how it is when you come from nothing, it's like, you know, all of a sudden it's good, but then you start comparing yourself after a while and, you know, you become really, I guess you become good at your work because the learning curve is really steep in the beginning. And then at some point you're like doing almost the same as really senior guys, basically. And, but the pay is a big, big, big difference. Right. And that's when I got a little bit upset. And then also my, you know, my boss there, he didn't really enjoy my company that much because I wanted to do stuff. And yeah, we just didn't have the same belief system. And so I, and you know, that was with Tony Robbins. I, you know, he said, write down your goals and all that. And I wrote down, and I'm not kidding. I wrote down, I want to double my salary. And within three months, so I quit because I was angry because I, you know, they didn't promote me for like two times in a row. And, and I changed to another bank, which was um, Bank Safra Sarazin, which is a Jewish Brazilian private bank. And then it jumped to like 155. It didn't quite double, but almost like 160K yeah. a year um, in pounds. And, you know, that after about three years of experience, I was, you know, I thought that's good. I was happy. How did you manage to get that salary increase by changing the job? Did you apply some kind of special negotiation skills? I think just confidence. You know what? I, I was in uh, Colombia a couple months earlier, and they have this Latino music. And that always puts me in a like, fantastic mood, you know? And I had, I had an interview, and I remember it was a rainy day. 
but I put on those Latino songs, specifically, specifically Carlos Vives, you know, yeah, and that just puts me in such a good mood. I really, I remember I come in, I came in there and I had a big smile on my face and, and, you know, the others, they were like in this, oh, I got to interview that guy. And, you know, a lot of people came and left and I was always happy. And I think that was part of it. And when it came to the salary negotiations, I was lucky because they were trying to hire somebody who was more senior, but they couldn't find somebody and they really, I guess they liked me. And then they had like more money on the table and, and that worked out quite nicely. So there was no, tricks just good mood all right so how has it transformed now since you joined the council yeah so this is really interesting because so when we look at so what i you know the biggest and i i you know we're doing this we hope to inspire people you know i i believe there is people that generally love what they're doing in their corporation or you know if they're entrepreneurs or whatever there is but statistics show that 80% of the people don't. And I think it would be pretty cool if with this podcast and this conversation, if we can go out and inspire people to, you know, to look around and see what else there is. And it's really important. Yeah, right. But the, you know about the shadow self. You know, so many people, they don't believe what they hear. And they're like, oh, this is for this guy because he's that way. And, oh, that wouldn't work for me. And they're making all kinds of excuses. They have this doubt delay distraction they know inside they should be doing something else because they're not loving what they're doing but they're coming up with all these excuses and i think if we can be really raw and real you know the name of your podcast if we can do that maybe we can inspire a few people that there really is more all right so then but let's dive a little bit into the financials of so the investment into the council for human development is fifteen thousand pounds and this is basically for the training that I got, right? So I was training, Kern was my trainer. There was a lot of one-on-one training, a lot of support material. And that usually takes three months. It took me five months because um, I was traveling a lot. I was in Bali. I was in um, Mexico, in LA. Like I was traveling and I took it at a slower pace, okay? Mm-hmm. So that was the investment. And now when I, so I, you know, I wrote down what, you know, what's coming in now because I'm training other people. I also, if you refer other people, if you inspire other people that come onto the program and start training, um, there's also money in that. So that's the sales and marketing part. So I took everything and I, you know, I made the calculation and I, so I paid 15,000. It took me five months to complete the training. And in the last two months, basically, I've made a return of, so 28,000 came back. So me paying 15,000 for a program, doing the training, and I'm not even talking about, you know, how I've changed as a person, how happy I am, how the relationships are better. And, you know, it, that's, there's no price tag for that one. I'm just yeah. talking strictly financials, just the yeah. numbers, right? And I made 28,000. And, and that's in two months. So that's a, almost 100% return on my investment. Um, and that investment was, and you know, there's a big difference. You can invest into real estate, you can buy equities, you can buy gold, but this is, you can buy options, you can gamble, whatever you want, but it's not in your hands what's gonna happen with this basically, or you know, with real estate, maybe it is, but it's gonna take a while. But this is an investment in, this was an investment in myself. And, and that has, you know, if you believe in it and, you know, we can, that NASA study with Dr. George Land that with the human potential, we all have genius levels when we're born with five years old and it just, 
it goes away. So it's if you believe in that and you can bring that back up, it's like the most beautiful investment. So I, I can say, you know, if that continues at this pace where I see absolutely no limits, it's actually going to get better and better because then I'll be making more than I made at Safra. Um, and I'm working, I would say, you know, <laughs> maybe work that in, in like training other people that the commitment that I have to do, you know, the training, but it mm -hmm. doesn't feel like work. It's yeah. maybe like 12 hours a week. And can you break those numbers a little bit more down for us? Um, how your activities are split up and how much you get for what activities? Because I guess yeah. like one part is like training people. One part is like sales. So that we have a little bit more context about where where are which price tags and so on. Yeah, that's right. So if for every so if the fifteen thousand is paid, um, it's paid to the trainer at first. So then of this, after the three months, basically you get seven thousand as a trainer for your time, right? So and the time commitment from the trainer is about three hours a week. It can be sometimes we do more because the only goal is to raise the consciousness, right? So. It's just whatever, but it's so much fun that, you know, I had a conversation with Alex um, again, and we talked for five hours. You know, it was after a long Saturday, we got home to my place, we did it here, and we started talking. None of us went to the bathroom, and five hours went like that, you know. And at some point, we said that we called it a day, and it's like, okay, this is enough for, for the first session. Don't want to overload too much. But, yeah, so that's the, that's the training part. For but then you have the sales and marketing, which is another five thousand of the fifteen that you know you have for the sales and marketing. And if we want to go to a billion people, and again that will be accelerated through Corona, through artificial intelligence, putting people out of their jobs, um, there we have to allocate a lot of money to the sales and marketing because we want to grow really fast. So there's a big incentive for people to do sales and marketing. And just for an introduction, for example, you get 1,500 pounds. If you do a sales conversation, in a sense, if you get that person onto the movement, uh, you get another 1,500. And then if you have your entrepreneurial sales funnel, if that, you know, that can be an offline funnel, that can be an online funnel, you get another 1,500. And it's been what a combination. You, what do you mean about that entrepreneurial sales funnel? Is that more, for yourself that you can give private coaching lessons or what do you mean with that it's for example alex and i so we're two olympians let's say and we are really interested in sports people because there's a lot of athletes you know they have the money and then when they, they have an awesome career but the question is what do they after what, what do we want to do after the career right and so and if you think about like sports and the mindset and you know how everything works it's quite like interconnected and so we what we want to do is we want to set up a funnel an entrepreneurial funnel where we bring in athletes basically and that so that would be a setup at the moment another example would be Kern right now he's setting up um he's working with Einstein marketing which is a company out of um, England and they're setting up a online funnel with paid Facebook ads and stuff because we don't really know how to do good Facebook ads and the split testing and all that. It's like kind of a science from what I heard for itself. So we hire somebody and then there's a lot of money that can be distributed so we can get people on board because the most important is that we grow because again, we want to raise the, the vibration and the resonant frequency on the planet. Mm -hmm.
And how much do you then get really per coaching session? Because you said that you work effectively 12 hours a week by now, which is yeah. really not a lot. I guess we'd have to um, calculate. Give me, if I calculate this, I could do it right now. So I get 7,000 pounds and I do about, um, let's say, 40 hours. Yeah, so that's like 180 pounds, 175 pounds per hour. Um, and that's without the sales or marketing. Um, that's just, you know, training. And it really, it doesn't feel like work, you know? It's, that's the thing. It's, it excites me. And actually on this weekend, I trained in the Saturday afternoon or evening, I trained Alex for five hours. Sunday morning, I trained Michael for four and a half hours and then Angelica for three hours. And I was more energized after the, the conversations yeah. than before. You know, it's not that I'm like completely tired or that I, you know, it, it's, it's something completely new. And I encourage everybody, you know, to at least have a look at it. Don't defeat yourself. Don't take away those opportunities that are everywhere before you even looked at it just because you think you know. Yeah, does that make sense? Can you give us just a really short overview of what the st structure of such a training session looks like? Yeah, so what we try to go away, like oh, when you look at these online courses, or all kinds of courses, they're like process oriented, most of them. And you know, you, you have to do this and then that, and that's exactly what we're not doing. What we're saying is that the left side, left side of the brain is the rational process driven, um, you know, repetitive thing. And the right side is the creative and you connect the empathetic, you're connected to the quantum field. And basically you have the intuition and the insights as you go. So there is a lot of concepts that we, we speak about. And so to give a, like a, an outline would be, we have five dynamics of life and we have the personal dynamics, which is the focus for the first four sessions. This is all what is going on within ourselves, the way we see the world. Because when we change our view of the world, the world will change the view of us, like immediately. It's that fast. And, and so that, that would be like the first part. And then we have the next, if you, if you think about personal dynamics here, the next circle would be the social dynamics because uh, you know, when you interact with people, these are all the people that you know um, by name that, that will have an influence on those. So that's relationship, communication, maybe public speaking and all these things. And then you have universal dynamics, which is got what is going on in, in the whole world, right? And that's a big subject as well because a lot of, you know, what we're being right now is a good example of what we're being fed by the media, you know, I mean, you know, it, you will have an opinion and stuff, but that opinion is most likely not accurate and not right. And so it's, it's good to expand the minds and, and basically what it serves is it's all about, it's all about expanding somebody's mind. It's not so much about dropping knowledge because for that we have audio tapes, videotapes that, you know, everybody can watch at his or her own pace, you know, in the train, in the car, at home, whatever. But it's in those one-on-one -on -one sessions, it's about, I see myself as a friendly sparring partner, like a 10 round boxing match. And, you know, you like you jab, you hook, you cross, you duck, you move left, right. And you expand that person's mind. And there's so, wherever the conversation goes, yeah, that's where it goes. And I, you know, I want to give the, we all give the tools. So you have the toolbox, but it's not about like learning it by heart or anything. It's really just, you should go out there and be like, whoa, there's so much that I don't know. Mm -hmm. And 
if you can accept that there's so much that you don't know or that I don't know, that actually becomes the power because that, you know, it gives you the choice to learn more about it and it puts you in the driver's seat and you don't, it's not like, oh, you know, that happened to me and, and oh, mm, I can't do anything about it. Oh, that's unfortunate. It's, you start to feel empowered and, and that's really the best news possible because it's, we have the choice every time we have the choice. And, you know, I give you an example. One example that I'm reading a book called Man's Search for Meaning. It's by a guy. Have you heard of it? Uh, I heard of it, but I haven't read it. Yeah, fantastic book. It's by a guy who um, survived the concentration camp, you know, and he was a doctor, but he didn't have any special treatments. And what he said is, you know, he could tell when somebody gave up, he could tell because, you know, they came in, the guards, they would punish him, threaten mm -hmm. him, and the guy would just give, not give a shit, maybe light a cigarette, and then a couple hours or maximum two days later die. And he said what helped him and others and the survival rate was one out of 28, you know, and what he said was every day they had the choice to be happy about something. And it could be little things like, you know, they had like got like a little piece of bread and uh, like a little bit of soup and they were working outside in the cold without like in the snow without shoes and terrible. But if you got a little bit of peas in, in the soup, you know, that would be an opportunity for him to be happy and to see the good out of it. And if you constantly do that, even in the biggest suffering and the worst possible situation, it's your world. It's like your inner world, your illusion of, of, the, of the planet. And that gave him the power to survive. And there were others that did something similar and they survived. You know, when the flu came or whatever terrible diseases they had, they survived when others died. And you can take a, maybe an example also if somebody loses his or her legs tomorrow. You have one person that, you know, wants to commit suicide and the other person, same situation, you know, goes in a wheelchair, becomes an Olympic athlete, wins a, a medal and then inspires thousands of kids and other athletes and, you know, by his actions. And there's a lot of heroes out there. So it's all about choice. And, and that is, that's really like the most beautiful thing. Yeah, I think it's just important to have faith and have a vision, because if you don't have that, then nothing is kind of keeping you here if you don't have anything to look forward to or, you know, faith in that there is something out there. And if you like, you know, bad, maybe bad, not, not a bad example, but sad drug users, if you the, saw a survey, 90% of them say, yeah, life is kind of meaningless. Yeah. And um, yeah, in the corporation, I mean, I, you know, I, when I wasn't happy, I went out a lot, a lot. I drank a lot. I even smoked some cigarettes, you know, like something that I wouldn't, but I just didn't care. And as yeah. soon as you find meaning. I can relate to that. Yeah. So tell me your story. <laughs> Another time, maybe. Okay. All right. If you want to find out more, make sure to check out councilforhumandevelopment.org and please share the podcast with your friends on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter with the hashtag Council for Human Development.